Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renew Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. All right, how's everybody doing today? Yes. Yes, one of you is doing fantastic. Everybody else, I'm not too sure about, but I'm not going to ask you again today. Some of y'all are like, don't ask me again. You want me to? No, I'm not going to ask you again. Hey, uh, let me make, make another announcement. Let me make another announcement. Uh, Renew is turning four. Can you believe Renew is turning four? You could clap for that. No, really, you could clap for that. Like, come on. How many of you were here in our first year? Several of you were here in our first year. How many of you were here in our first day, day one? Several of y'all were day one. Man, awesome. Everybody else, I'm so glad that you guys are here. Renew is four years old. We've been through everything. I mean, we've been through locations. We've been through COVID. We've done all of this stuff in four short years. And uh, man, that's worth a, a hand clap to the Lord. Come on, let's give God praise for what he's done. So next weekend is our fourth birthday, and uh, we're going to pull out the stops. We're going to pull out all the stops. The cupcakes are coming out, an obstacle course for the kids. We've got some new t-shirts coming out, and we're going to give away some old ones. So you're not, we're not going to give away the new ones. You've got to buy the new ones, but we're going to give away the old ones. So we've got some giveaways, some stuff. Invite a friend. Invite a friend. You know somebody that came at Christmas. Invite them back for, for, for a birthday, or they didn't come at Christmas. Invite them again and say, hey, you, you didn't come when I asked you to come to Renew Church on our, our Christmas program. Come to the birthday. It's going to be fun. The kids will have a good time. Come next week. Invite somebody. Okay, everybody got it? Take this card home and uh, hand it to somebody. All right. Well, I am glad that you guys are here today, and uh, it's going to be a great day. Join me, like I said, in the, in the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Make sure that you're a part of that. Be, be uh, jumped in. Even if we're on day eight today, that's okay. Start with us right here on day eight and just continue with us all the way through the next 21 days and commit to give something up it doesn't have to be you know the next 14 days without food i i have eaten in the last eight day, seven days it's just i've been eating less and i've been eating at different times so pray and fast give something up and uh, join us as we try to draw closer to god well this is a sermon series called where are you and it's a series to help answer the question identify where identi identifying where you are in your walk with God and to help you grow in that walk, to help you grow in your faith. We've been talking about being fully devoted and fully mature. And uh, last week and for the last couple of weeks, we've talked about being fully devoted. And you can be fully devoted without being fully mature. But you can't be fully mature without being fully devoted. Does that make sense? In other words, you could be a, a brand new baby Christian and be like, I'm all in, I'm sold out. In fact, that's oftentimes when it's the easiest to be fully devoted. But you can't be fully mature. You can't be an adult Christian, like the, the one that's kind of like the, the, at that level of maturity, if you're not fully devoted. And that sometimes is the hardest, because the person that has heard everything and they know the Bible, they're the ones that are sometimes less devoted. Stepping on some toes, aren't I? But you know what I'm talking about, right? It's kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like the, the, the newness has worn off. The, 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 the excitement is kind of going away. And so this is about being fully devoted and being fully mature. Here's been our key verse for the entire series. It's Ephesians 4, 11, verse 11 to 13. So Christ gave himself 
himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ as if there could be a half measure. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. In other words, it's mature Jesus. The body, you can, I mean, you can see the head. Jesus can't be a baby body. It's got to mature along with the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. In other words, we can't stay babies, no longer infants. We've got to work towards growing in our maturity. Um, we've been talking about it, and we'll talk about it for the next couple more weeks, the, these five stages of, of maturity. It starts with the seeker, which is really not even a, a person that's born again yet, so they're, they're really not in the stages of maturity, but it starts with seeker, then it's infant, teen, adult, and then parent. Today we're going to talk more about seeker, and then we're going to talk about parent. Last week I, I, I picked up, or I left off with this idea of Nicodemus. I gave the story of Nicodemus in John chapter 3 when he comes to Jesus. And uh, he says to Jesus, I've seen your miracles. I know you're from God. Jesus is, I mean, uh, Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He's a teacher of the law. He knows the scriptures. He knows the, the, the law and the prophets. And Jesus stops him right there and he says, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Like before you even get to what you can tell me, let me tell you something. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. And then he says, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. You see, Jesus wasn't talking about a physical birth. He was talking about a spiritual birth. You have to be physically born to be your mom's son or daughter. And to be, uh, you have to be spiritually born to be your heavenly father's son or daughter. Does that make sense? You have to be born again. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night as a seeker. And Jesus was inviting him to be born again. He was helping this, this mature religious teacher, this one with all kinds of head knowledge. He was taking him actually from, from this, what he thought was adult maturity down to infancy to say, hey, you need to get this straight. You need to be born again before we can even go any further. And, and you can read that. You can even go back to my sermons to, to see a little bit on, on that if you want to go to our archives on our YouTube there. Um, Seeker is where I want to start today. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the seeker, uh, where Nicodemus found himself when he met Jesus. Every Christ follower was once a seeker, and that's where you begin. And Jesus promised, if you seek, you will find. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, and without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Renew is a place for seekers. And if you're a seeker, this is a place for you. I know I just repeated myself, but I want you to understand this. It is a place for seekers, but I don't want you to stay there. I don't want you to stay a seeker. I want you to keep moving. I want you to keep growing. I want you to begin maturing. But you have to determine where you are so that you can, you know, figure out where you got to go. Because if you're in Seattle and you're trying to get to Chicago, you're going to go, what, southeast, right? You're going to go southeast. But if you're in Miami and you're trying to go to 
Chicago, you don't want to go southeast. That's going to take you like to the Bahamas or to Haiti or something. If you're in Miami, you don't want to go southeast. You want to go northwest. You have to know where you are to determine where you're going. Does that make sense? So if you're a seeker today, determine that. Figure that out and say, okay, now I know where I am. Now I need to see where I'm going. Here, here's the second part of this that I want you to get. Why are you seeking? Matthew 7, verse 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. You see, it's good that you're a seeker if you're a seeker today. All of us are seekers at some level. In fact, one of my father's favorite verses of scripture is Matthew 6, 33, which says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So never stop seeking. But if you're seeking and, and all you're seeking for is one of these two things that I'm about to talk about, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to be taking notes with me in your worship guide. These are things that you've got to kind of move past. You've got to graduate beyond. The first one is the crisis seeker. Say crisis seeker. The crisis seeker is the person that comes to Jesus every time there's a crisis you know what i'm talking about are you imagining that person in your life right now and if you're not imagining them maybe it's you right like the the crisis seeker is the one that i i'm when everything's good i'm good i don't really need jesus but when things start getting bad i start calling the pastor i start calling on my faith brothers and sisters and then like once everything settles back down i don't answer their calls they don't, they don't show up, but like I don't show up for them. You know what I'm saying? That's the crisis seeker. And if that's why you're here, let me tell you something. I'm glad you're here, but you need more than relief from a crisis. You need more than just to come because you're going to get an answer to a prayer that's an immediate and urgent prayer need. When you come to realize the emptiness you feel is actually a God-shaped void, you'll find what you're looking for. More than saving from a bad situation or healing for a sick friend, God wants to fill the void in your heart. Does that make sense? But you have to earnestly seek him. Don't get me wrong. He wants to help you in your crisis of life. And he wants to do more than, but he wants to do more than help you in every time of trouble. He wants more than that. He wants to, to know that you're seeking after him, seeking after his face, seeking after not just what he can save you from but seeking after a relationship with him that's what he wants he wants you to earnestly seek him if you're seeking for crisis i, I want to say keep coming back as we say in cr all the time just keep coming back if you're seeking for for something and it's not happening the way you want it to just keep coming back that's all right because you know what you're going to grow you're going to mature as long as you stay close but I want to challenge you if, you if if this feels like it sounds a lot like you. The second one is the benefit seeker. The benefit seeker, they see the life of a Christian and that's good. They're willing uh, to, to, to you know, try to honor God with some of their life and things. Um, they're compromising some sin patterns in their life. And they're kind of saying, no, um, I, I'll start doing this, God, for you if you do this for me. Like it's the benefit exchange, right? It's the transactional relationship and we're seeking after something. The, the story in Acts chapter 8 is a perfect example. So Philip and his, his crew are in Samaria and they've just had this revival and it says that many accepted Christ and people are healed and demons have been cast out and scripture says that there was great joy in the city. Like 
there's this guy, his name is Simon. He's a sorcerer. So he's kind of like this magic arts, dark arts guy in the city. He's known as like the, you know, whoever he is. He's like the, the, the uh, psychic on, in the city or the guy that's doing stuff with the, the uh, you know, tarot cards or whatever it is. And he's been wowing the city with his tricks for a long time. And he goes to the revival and he accepts Jesus. Acts 8, 8 verse 13 and he's baptized. Everything is good. But then it says Peter and some of the apostles come and, and they teach about the gift of the Holy Spirit and they start laying on hands uh, on people and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And Simon says, man, give me some of that. Give me some of what you have there. And in fact, it, I'll read it. Acts chapter 8 verse 18. It says, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. Simon, you see, Simon was coming and he, was, he, he got baptized and he accepted Jesus and, and, and he was excited. But then he was like, hey, look at this. This is kind of like up my alley. I know this kind of stuff. I want to do this stuff. But he was seeking it for the benefit. In fact, he was trying to make an exchange for it. He was trying to buy that. And Peter said, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. The benefits of being a fully mature follower of Jesus come on the other side of becoming a fully devoted follower. So if you're a crisis seeker, God cares about what you're going through and he has the power to help you through it and he wants to help. If you are a benefit seeker, there are wonderful benefits to being a fully devoted follower of Christ. Love and joy and peace and, peace and patience and, and, and all the fruits of the Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit making intercession for you when you don't even know how to pray. and all, Not to mention abundant life and eternal life. All of these things are great benefits. But if you're looking to fill the emptiness in your life, it's not going to come because... He helps you with a crisis or he provides a great benefit. It, it goes to what the Hebrew writer calls the earnest seeker. And this is the third blank if you're taking notes. The earnest seeker. When you come to realize the emptiness you feel is actually him. It's not what he offers. He is there and you need him. He will reward you. He will fill that void. You have to earnestly seek him. So move beyond crisis, move past benefit to what Hebrews 11 says, 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The Greek word for this earnestly seek is this word exeteho. They, they earnestly seek. It, it, it's, it's this searching, this craving even demanding, but it's not searching, craving, demanding the benefit of the crisis. It's searching, craving, even demanding, God, I, I, I'm not leaving until I feel your presence. God, I'm not leaving until I know that you're with me. Does that make sense? Yes, I want God to heal your family. I want God to help you with your business. I want God to do those kind of things. But that's crisis and benefit. And you've got to stop seeking him just for crisis and benefit. And you've got to start seeking him for him. That's what we're talking about today. You with me? You follow me? 
Jeremiah 29 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, verse 14, declares the Lord, and bring you back from captivity. The answer to your asking, the finding to your seeking, the opening to your knocking. It's not just relief from crisis or benefits received. When you find what you are seeking, you found a relationship with a person. And that person's name is Jesus. So Nicodemus, he was a, an earnest seeker. He was this one that, that was seeking after God. He was not just looking for the benefits. He was saying, man, who, who are you and what is it that you have to offer? And Jesus invited him from being a, a seeker to being born again when he says in John 3, 3, you must be born again. I want to talk a little bit about the infant stage for the last part of this message. And if you're an infant or, or in the infant stage, and maybe as I describe it, you'll determine that, I, I don't want you to be embarrassed by that. In fact, I want you to embrace that. Don't do what sometimes our, our kids do, right? When our, when our kids were little, you know, they would, you would ask them, how old are you? And they would say, I'm four and a half. Or they'd say, I'm almost seven. Oh, so you're six. No, I'm almost seven, right? Like, they, they're always looking ahead. And as, as spiritual babies, I'm telling you, don't do that. Embrace the age, embrace the place that God has put you at right here and now. But don't stay there. Like, we are going to grow because it's weird for adult babies to run around the church. But I am saying embrace the place that God has put you. That should have been a note on the screen. It didn't make it. I don't know why. That's my fault. I didn't give it to him. But don't be embarrassed by that. You know, and, and, and if you're, you're 43 and you're still saying you're 39 because that's the way we do. Sometimes we get to this place. That's okay, too. But no, seriously, let's embrace where it is that God has, has us. The, the tragedy is baby Christians often look, often look around and they start saying, well, you know what? I, I feel like I'm not as mature. I feel like I don't, I don't have it all together as well as this person or, or that leader. And, and it's a little bit embarrassing to me that I don't know the Bible like they do or I can't pray like they can or whatever. And, and let me tell you, I don't know what you mean. When people say, I don't know how to pray, I'm just like, I don't know what you mean. I really don't know what you mean. Like, it's just praying, man. It's just, I mean, it's just talking. It's just talking to Jesus. Please know uh, you can pray by just talking to Jesus. Okay? Don't, don't have that, like, this is a side sermon, but don't have that hesitation that I, I don't know how to pray. It's just talking to Jesus. All right? Okay. But they sometimes, baby Christians, they look around and they... And, and the devil tells them they got, everybody else has got it all together and they're just immature little babies and they have to pretend they got it all together and rather than, uh, rather pretend they're mature than embrace the journey of becoming mature. And I, I just want you to hear this, don't rush your growth, but do commit to grow. Like that, that is part of being a fully devoted follower. We talked about it last week. You're committed to growing, but don't rush your growth. Don't, don't like force into the next stage if you're not there yet. The easiest way to understand it is comparing the spiritual with the natural. And so I'm going to kind of parallel these two. The natural characteristics of an infant uh, or of a baby, first of all, uh, infants are responsive. They're responsive. Spiritual infants are responsive too. This, this is it. From the minute the baby is born, 
they respond. They respond to touch, sound, smell. Why? Because they're alive. They're, they're all of a sudden, they're, they're in the world and they're, they're, they're just, their heart is pumping, their nerves are pulsating, their brain's gathering data. Like it's just like, it's like little sponges, just like, wow, all of this stuff that's happening the minute they leave their mother's womb. You know that experience. Those of you that are parents, you, you reach out and, and you give your, your child your, their finger and their, their tiny little hand grabs onto your finger and it's, it's the most amazing thing and you think to yourself, wow, she's so strong, she's going to be an athlete or whatever the thing is. You get so excited. Why? Because babies are responsive. The spiritual parallel is spiritual babies. Spiritual infants are responsive. The infant child's stage begins when the person says i need a relationship with jesus and they move from the seeker out of and so think about this for a second think of the seeker the person that comes here just kind of like searching and and hungering for these things as being in the mother's womb they're 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 kind of like forming and and things are happening there's this what we call in 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 our theological you know uh process i call it pervenient grace this this grace that goes before us, it's like drawing you to, to be a part of something. It's like, wow, I want this. And I don't even know what it is that I want yet. But whatever that is, it's, it's happening inside of us. That, that amazing thing that's going on is, is like almost like the baby in the womb. But when there's birth, when you're born again, it's like everything's like, wow. The baby's just like flailing its arms and screaming with its newfound lungs. And, and it's, you know drinking milk and all of these things that are happening and it's everything is new and fresh you get what i'm saying do you understand what i'm, I'm the, the parallel here that is happening for the, the the new believer the born again baby christian you're excited about everything you're saying hello world i'm here i'm a follower of jesus i'm excited maybe your 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 spiritual experience may not be as dramatic as your natural experience but when the relationship forms this spiritual world opens and you say man i want the world to know i'm a follower of jesus so the first one is is spiritual babies are responsive you're responsive you you become a new creation in christ second corinthians 5 17 the second one is, is natural spiritual babies are dependent so let's talk about natural babies for a second what are the odds of survival of a newborn baby if born and then within minutes is just left on its own you know maybe you leave it with a refrigerator and uh, a, a blanket on the, on the edge of the bed and uh you know keys to the car or whatever like that what are the odds of that child's survival not good zero zero if literally with no human connection no human care that baby will die within a few days sadly but true Spiritual babies are also dependent. You get that? Spiritual babies are dependent. Like the baby bird in the nest, waiting for the mom to bring the worm. Your spirit is hungry. Your heart and your mind are open. And you're ready for someone to feed you. One of the things I love about our church is people come and some actually listen. <laughs> I love that. I love when I get a message from a, uh, somebody in the church, Pastor, man, I'm in it. I'm in my 21 days of prayer and fasting, and, and they're sending me notes, or they're telling me what God's doing in their life, and they're replying to my emails, and I'm like, man, that is amazing to me. Because why? Because you're eating, you're receiving. But you know what else that means? That means you're depending. You're dependent. 
They may not know everything to know, but they know they, they want to know what to do next. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into the full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have a taste of the Lord's kindness. Babies are responsive. Babies are dependent. And then the third and final point is, is infants are self-centered. Infants are self-centered. Spiritual infants are self-centered as well. As, as cute and wonderful as they are, babies couldn't care less about your needs. I mean, think about it for a minute. Think back to those days when you were uh, with the baby. They didn't care what, what time it was in the morning. They didn't care what you know important call you were in the middle of. If they needed something, they were going to make sure you knew about it, right? They were going to do it. They were going make it, to make it known. That's how often little kids are. In the kingdom of God, that's often how spiritual kids are. That's how spiritual babies often are. Think about, think about the, 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 the little baby, and this is sometimes cute when the, the, the child is learning how to pray, and the, the child's praying, and he's like, Dear God, um, thank you for my baby brother. But I prayed for a puppy. I didn't, I, did you miss it? Like I wanted a puppy, right? <laughs> uh, can, can you get that, you know, our wires uncrossed a little bit? Spiritual babies, spiritual infants are often the same way. We, we kind of get in this place where it's like, God, um, you know what I'm needing. You know what I, I want. I'm, I, it's, it's all about me. There's a lot of descriptors for infants and children. Experts say that this stage is which all kinds of things start to form. Trust, mistrust. Responsibility or, or lack thereof. Self-worth or insecurity. All of these things begin to happen. Confident and doubt. All of these things happen when you're a spiritual infant. The same thing is happening as a spiritual infant. Like, when, when in, in the natural, these things are forming, and in the spiritual, these things are forming. Your confidence or your lack thereof, your trust or your lack thereof, your self-worth or your lack thereof. All of these things are forming at this stage in your life. And although babies live in the kingdom of self, they need much more than themselves. They need a family. Like when a baby makes a mess, it's, it's not cute anymore when the diaper's a mess, is it? Like somebody better get that diaper changed because this thing smells and it's bad and it's, it's, it's not a positive thing going on in here. Same thing is true for a spiritual infant. When a spiritual infant makes a mess, somebody better step in and try to help this person. They can't do it on themselves, uh, on their own, by themselves. They need somebody to come beside them and help them pick up the pieces to clean up the mess to do the things that they need help with. So why is it when you come to Christ, why is it that when you're born again, you're just kind of like, oh, I got this. It's me and God. I'm me and Jesus, right? Me and Jesus and, you know, elevation worship. Like, no, it's, it, you've got to have a family. You've got to have some people that are walking with you, that are talking with you, that are helping you, that are helping you to grow so that when you get this new start as a follower of Jesus, you know where to go next. You know the direction you need to go. Spiritual babies are forgiven. They get their fresh start. They have a new life. But with it, they bring baggage of their former life. 
Part of the journey includes breaking free from it. Along the way, they slip, they fall. It's, it, it, sometimes they fall back. Like Growth is not linear. It's not like just like, oh, wow, I, became, I was a seeker, now I'm born again. Now I'm just moving up. Adolescent, parent, adult, parent, I'm just moving up. No, it's, oftentimes it's kind of like hills and valleys, right? Like, uh, at least for me it was. I was born again, and then I had these high moments, and then I had these low moments, and then I did something good for Jesus, and then I fell back into some old sin patterns. And all of this is, is part of it, but guess what? You know how I did it? You know, I, I, I had a spiritual family. I had people walking with me. I had people guiding me and giving me the, the correction and the direction, all the things that I needed, and that's the same for each and every single one of you. When a natural baby... When, a, when, a, when a, a, a natural baby falls, when she's learning to walk or he's learning to walk, we don't yell at it. Hey, how, what, how dare you fall? Don't fall again. It's the stupidest thing I ever heard, right? We're going to do the same thing with you as spiritual babies. We're not going to yell. We're not going to, you know, disown you or say, don't do that again. We're, we're going to say, come on, let's go. Get up. Get up. Let's go. Let's walk. Yeah, you fell, but let's go. Stop, stop staying on the ground. Do you, do you want to stay crawling forever? You don't want to crawl forever. Because the freedom of walking and then moving to running and then getting a car and all the independence, it's amazing, but you've got to start with somebody helping you, somebody picking you up. Someone has to hold their hand. Someone has to take their, help them take their first steps, affirm them, encourage them, be there for them, to help them. Self-centeredness is natural for little kids, but there comes a time when we have to grow out of it. Our ego shouldn't define our lives, our whole lives, but there's a shift, and it doesn't come naturally. It comes supernaturally by the power of the Holy Spirit and the desire to grow. Like we, We're no longer just saying, man, it's all about me anymore. We're saying, you know what, I, I want to grow. I want to move from this place to where God's calling me to. Just as I've seen many of you pursuing this 21 days of prayer and fasting, you're pursuing God, you're desiring to grow, and let me tell you, there is growth happening in your life, and I praise God for it. So, I'm going to invite Steph to come up, and as Steph comes up, I want you guys to watch this video. I didn't show it in the first service, but I want you to watch this video. I thought it was, it was fun, so maybe it would be something that would uh, lighten the mood and, and help you guys see what sometimes we look like as babies. Are you going to work on that, right? Yes, okay. Did you understand it, though? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Good one? Oh, no. Not this one. This is the grand finale of this. Okay, the last one? Yeah, that's the last one. Do you want to That's what I was wondering. I don't know what they're going to do next season because they did some stuff this time. Exactly what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, don't bring that in. You know what I'm saying? Don't do the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, go somewhere else with that, but don't break here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
think that's sometimes how God, uh, God sees us. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're that little baby. We're little Kingston. I think his name is Kingston. And we're a little Kingston, and we're like, yeah, God, look at all this. And, 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 and the dad's kind of playing along. The dad's playing along with his son. And he's playing along so he can get a viral, you know, viewing on his YouTube and everything like that. But is he really, like, having conversation with his son, like adult conversations with his son, and his son going to make some adult decisions? Absolutely not. No, that baby's about to mess his diaper. That baby's about to get down on the, on the ground and learn how to crawl and do all those other things. And maybe he's going to cry if dad, you know, uh, gives him a, uh, you know, something, whatever. The point that I'm trying to make is, is some of us are like that baby and we're trying to be all like, look at me, look how mature I am. And God's like, come on, man. I know you. I know the real you. Just, just let's be real. And wherever you are, it's okay. But let's, let's start growing because Kingston's not going to stay a baby. Kingston's going to start walking. Kingston's going to really start talking. Kingston's going to really get into conversation. In a few years, Kingston's going to be on his own YouTube channels. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that stuff is going to happen. But embrace the place where you are and don't fake it because you're not faking anybody out. I mean, you might fake us out for a minute. You might fake me out for a minute, but you're not faking God out. Embrace that place that you're at, but don't stay there. The thing that Kingston needs and that each and every one of us need to grow to the next stage, we need a family. We need a family. We need spiritual mothers and fathers, spiritual brothers and sisters. We need people that are going to walk with us. That's why it's perfect timing going into this next week we're launching small groups. We have some small groups that already are going on, CR on Tuesdays and women's group on Wednesdays, but uh, our, our official launch to small groups are next week, and we're going to have a little small group fair. We're going to show all the different groups and all the different op options, where, whether it's a, a women's group, a men's group, a Bible study, different ways for you to get plugged in, marriage group, I think a financial group. I want you to find a place and get plugged in. Why? Because it's not just you and Jesus and elevation worship. It's, it's got to be a family. You've got to have some people that are walking with you and that are helping you and encouraging you, causing you to grow in your relationship with God. Your best environment to grow up in is with a family. Moms and dads and brothers and sisters, little bros. Together we learn and grow. We need each other. And it's got to be in a small enough group that we can be known and we can know one another. This isn't a small enough group for that. Sunday mornings at 1035 is not a small enough group for that. Online, 1035 is not a small enough group for that. You've got to find a way to be a part of being in circles and not just rows. Would you stand with me today? We're going to uh, close up the service. And, and the first thing we're going to do in the service is just give you an opportunity to make a decision it's pretty much every week I give an opportunity for people to make a decision and if you make a decision there's a, on, there's a QR code on the front of that worship guide that you can snap that'll help us know that you made that decision that we can help you uh, take some next steps in it and we encourage you to just fill out the little form so that we can reach out to you but if today you're a seeker in need of a savior if today you're the person that's like, I was Nicodemus and now I want to be born again. 
today can be the day of salvation. Today can be the day that you surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You ask him to come in, forgive you of your sins, make you brand new. That's what he wants to do for you. More than anything, that's what he wants. He wants to start that relationship with you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? And if today that's you, if God's speaking to you, I'm just going to invite you to pray this prayer, repeat this prayer after me, along with uh, those that are believers, those that are followers of Christ. You, you can repeat this after me just even to encourage the one in the room that might be praying it for the first time. Just pray this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. I know that I'm a sinner, that I've made mistakes. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior. Today, I choose to follow you. Because you died for me, I'm going to live for you. With your heads bowed, every head bowed, every eyes closed, I just want to pray with you and for you. If you made that decision today, whether it's a first-time decision or maybe it's a, a recommitment, if that was you today, would you just lift your hand just so I know that I can pray with you? Praise God. I see your hand. I see your hand over here on my left. Praise God. Anybody else? Anybody else? Praise God. You can put your hands down. God, you, you know these people. You know their hearts. You know the decisions that they made. I thank you, oh God, for the work that you're doing in them. God, continue to minister to them and help them to grow from, from where they are as born-again Christians to maturing followers of Christ. God, for the person in the room that's like, you know what? I'm a baby, but I shouldn't be. I need to start maturing. I need to start uh, depending on others. I need to start becoming a part of a family. God, I lift up each and every one of those people in the room. Those that are within the sound of my voice. Those online that, that have just been trying to do it on their own independently. If that's you today, would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. Today I need to become more dependent on my brothers and sisters. I need a family. If that's you, just lift your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Several hands going up. Praise God. God, you see their hands. You know their hearts. You know what they're desiring. God, help them to take the steps that they need to take to grow in relationship with you. We love you, Lord. We thank you for the good work that you're doing in us. Thank you for helping us to identify where we are and where the opportunity you're giving us to go and into the, the next step into our life and in this journey as we mature, becoming fully mature followers of Jesus. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hey, let's sing this closing song together. Praise God.
I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me.
one, and I don't know how many of you received Arlene singing to you, but that was God reminding us how much he loves you, each and every one of us in here. And there might be some of us, like Pastor Trevor, that grew up in ministry, and there might be some of us who didn't. But this is for every single person, soul, that will believe that for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only begotten son to die for you. God bless you all. Have a seat for a moment. I'm going to get us through announcements. My name is Rebecca, and I love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So first I want to announce that um, Renew is turning four, four years old. Glory to God. So join us for celebration of Renew's fourth uh, year as a ministry on January 22nd. Also, today, Growth Track, 1145 or just now after the service, um, right here in our Connections room. Also, next Saturday, ladies, Women's Conference here at Renew Church from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's going to be a wonderful time. I know the ladies have put so much of their heart into this, and if you have any questions about it, go ahead and reach Jeanette or Eileen, and their phone number is on the card. And tonight... One more. We got a busy day today. Tonight, 6.30. If you are not a member of Renew and you'd like to become a member, come join us for our annual meeting and see what's going on at Renew and how you can become a part of this family, as we so beautifully heard that every single one of us needs to be part of. And guys, February 5th, Hope Sunday. We have uh, the Hope Center guys who are here in first service, but they're going to be taking over and sharing testimony of the powerful work that the Lord is doing in each and every one of these men. And last but not least, those of us that I include myself are working or a part of the God's Guarantee Challenge for 90 days of tithing. Um, the Lord was tugging at my heart and I want to share this. I could share more, but I'll share for time purposes a very short one. But I had for over six months, um, I was expecting a tuition reimbursement from work and it was stuck and it wasn't happening. And I hadn't gone and made the first offering or tithe, I should say, um, for this 90-day challenge. And my boss called me like the next day it's released and that's a $2,500 reimbursement I'm getting. So, again, if you if you didn't join us, I'm sure you could still join us. Reach out to Pastor Trevor or Misty. And I'm going to go ahead. Remember, guys, um, there's three ways to give. And what we get back from God is not always monetary. He, he, we see his hand in so many different areas of our lives but we do have three ways to physically give today so in the back of your chairs we uh, have envelopes that you can drop off on your way out you can go to online and give as well at www.renew.miami forward slash giving or you can give to text at 786-565-1165 and I'm going to go ahead and pray for the tithes and offering and close us out today Father God in heaven, we thank you, Lord. God, we, we humble ourselves in your mighty presence, and we give you glory and honor for this renewed church, for this worship team, for Pastor Trevor, for every leader here, and every one of your children that come through the doors, Lord. God, we, we ask you to continue to, to do with your tithe and offering what you do, Lord. Thank you, God, for, for everything that you give us, whether financial, health, family, all breakthroughs of our life, God. We love you. We give you this time together. We leave here today, but never from your presence, Lord. Be with us, Holy Spirit of God. And it's in your mighty name that we pray, Jesus. 
Amen. We are dismissed.